think there's obviously an appetite for that. And, you know, what the, the, the Senate bill that is coming our way uh, would would deal with situations where you have failing schools and it would allow those parents to take their child to another school. Expanding school choice in Georgia, a topic of talk. About this time yesterday, we were chatting up Oconee County State Rep. Marcus Weedauer, uh, Republican Watkinsville, as the legislative session heads down the home stretch. A week left, uh, supposed to adjourn one week from today. It's one of the education bills that it's working its way through the hopper. Another, let me get this one in front of me here, Senate Bill 233, for those of you keeping score at home, education savings accounts actually passed in the Senate a couple of weeks ago, awaiting action in the House and then reconciling any differences in the House and Senate version. Someone who knows about this legislative process uh, from 2002 to 2018, a Republican in the House from Lilburn, Gwinnett County, That'd be David Casas, former state rep David Casas, who joins us now. By the way, uh, now on the faculty at the Luther Rice College and Seminary over there in Lilburn. So we need to talk as I make my way through the minor prophets of the Old Testament. Maybe get around to that at some point. But this legislative matter, David Casas, first of all, thanks for your time this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Uh, and first of all, Americans for Prosperity. You're with the Georgia chapter of Americans for Prosperity. Right. We've had those folks on before. Tell me about those folks. What is Americans for Prosperity? Well, we're just a, a, a grassroots organization uh, organized in, in many states, uh, over 35. And uh, the Georgia chapter, we're, we're just working to, to help break down barriers like, like this for education and uh, criminal justice, economic prosperity, and, uh, you know, we just work on, on the grassroots level to uh, get this work done. All right, let's talk about this specific piece of legislation. And again, you can bring the legislator's eye to this conversation, step us through uh, the process sure. as you understand. But what would this bill, Senate Bill 233, what would it do? Education savings bill. Well, what they, uh, what they call it, ESA, they've, they've got all kinds of names for it, but this one, I think they named it the Educational Scholarship uh, Account. But basically what it would do is it, it would create uh, a mechanism uh, where there would be an account where the money, the state portion of the education dollars follows the child. So and this is that, that does, phrase that we keep hearing in different states doing different things, but it kind of falls under the same yep. umbrella. We keep hearing this, that, well, in, in, I think Ohio was the latest, or Arkansas, uh, the... Education funding is no longer about the school or the school system. The dollars follow, as you just said, the students. What does that actually mean in practice? Well, what it means in practice is that we empower the parent. You know, many times this argument becomes private school versus public school, and that's not the case. When you're talking about school choice, you're talking about empowering the biggest stakeholder, which is the parent. And what this would do is the state portion, which is about $6,500, which has been uh, determined, that amount, what it would do is if a, if, if a parent so chooses that their child no longer should, should be in a failing public school, they can opt either for a private school, homeschooling, online education. And this portion, that $6,500, is put into an account that's following that child, and the parent can draw that money for education expenses. Now, we were talking with uh, State Rep. Marcus Weedauer yesterday, and this came up in the conversation. By the way, uh, folks need to hear that again, or you didn't hear it the first time, the Mission Impossible podcast page, the On Demand section at WGAURadio.com. He insists 
uh, that this is not about pulling money out of schools. It's simply money for students, right. in this case, for parents to to utilize money to maybe do something else with the How I don't understand the logistics of that. It, it's state money. <laughs> you got to pay the teachers right. somehow. You got to keep the lights on somehow. Got to pay the bus drivers. And by the way, right. in the formula that funds schools in Georgia, it's it's based on student population. I take my $6,500. I take my kid out of the public school. Uh, haven't I subtracted funding from that school? Well, it, it, here's the thing. When, you know, if I, if I live, let's say, in Gwinnett County, and I decide tomorrow I'm going to move to Hall County, and, and I transfer my child from Gwinnett to Hall, well, that portion of state money that was going to Gwinnett County now goes to Hall County. Okay. And nobody ever says you're taking money away from the public school when that happens. Okay, but what if, to to further that analogy, what if uh, I'm in Gwinnett County, I've moved to Hall County, but I homeschool my kid, or I send my kid to private school or a parochial school, what then? Right. Well, what happens is that $6,500 of the state portion will be available to the parent to, to use. So you, you would be able to use it in order to apply it to the cost of the parochial school or to a private school or to homeschool them. But Hall County it, itself it still has the FTE. You still live there now. So the county money still goes there. A portion of the federal money still goes there. You're, uh, QBE is fully funded, so it's a very complicated formula. So mm-hmm. there's different mechanisms of funding that does not go away. We're just talking about the instructional portion of this, that $6,500 of the astronomical cost <laughs> that yeah. it takes to educate a child in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taking that portion to help parents uh, be able to have an option. All right, just one more one more bite out of this apple, then I move on. But I, again, I'm trying yeah. to understand here, David Casas, with us here. Uh, yeah. So, if I understood what you just said correctly, it's not about whether my kid, in our hypothetical, whether my kid would now be as opposed to Gwinnett County, be in school in Hall County. Uh, it's that my kid is in Hall County. That somewhere in Hall County, he's 98.6, and so Hall County gets that money anyway. Is that right? Well, Hall County is still going to keep, that's right, the property tax that goes to education that that has been allotted to what they call that full-time equivalent, FTE, for my kid. They're still going to keep that. They're still going to keep the federal funds that have been identified for the FTE for my kid. They're still going to get QBE funds uh, that have been allotted for for my kid, the athletic funds. All that the school system keeps. It's the instructional funds that beca- that now get follow the child in that educational savings account, and the parent can draw from to you know if you if you find yourself in a school that is just not serving your child, it's failing. And the wording in the bill right now is that it's a failing school, and and therefore now as a parent, I have an option. I ha- I've got a choice. I, I don't have to keep my kid in this, sure. in this school that's not serving. All right, David right. Casas, again, uh, in the legislature, to get your legislative experience on this, uh, now with the Georgia chapter yeah. of Americans for Prosperity, you mentioned that the legislation in question here, again, Senate Bill 233, uh, and other pieces of legislation, and I'm sure in other states, uh, speaks to failing schools. Well, you know this is somebody who's written laws. You have to define everything, and the word Failing itself has to be defined for it to have any meaning in terms of legislation. How do we do that? Correct. And, and the bill has the, 
the specifics for that, which we probably don't have the time to go through each provision, nor do we want to bore the listener right. with that. But but the bill does have specific it it, it uh, references specific sections. We we've passed legislation even in the past, uh, uh, back in the late two thousands, uh, early two thousand teens, where we uh, offered schools flexibilities. And in in the code section, we identified those areas that uh, are accountability, where schools have to meet test scores, they have to meet certain criteria, and so what. This bill now does is reference that, and if a if a school through the governor's office of educational accountability is not meeting those standards, they get tagged as a failing school, and that would trigger this this bill to allow parents the option. All right, and finally, and this is a big, big question, and we only got I don't know a minute and a half, two minutes to answer it, so I'll apologize. At the end of the day, though, shouldn't this be critics will say, well, you're you're not helping these failing schools by pulling children out of them wouldn't the larger solution be to fix the failing schools it is but you know we we've we've got qbe which is our our education formula is fully funded i mean schools are getting amazing amount of money we are giving raises to teachers we we provide on the educational side on the on the economic side financial side uh, everything that we've done as far as curriculum is concerned empowering the school systems to do what they they need to do and to tell a parent to tell a child your school is not meeting the standards but you don't have a choice you live in that attendance zone so you have to go to that school that's the immoral side of this again this is about parents and and the parent ultimately the parent is the one that decides how they want to educate their child so again it's not about the schools it's about the parent if I choose, I want my child out of here, and I want to homeschool them, or I want to put them in a, a different type of educational program that's going to be better for my child, that is, that's what we're trying to do here. All right, David Casas, we will leave it there again. A couple of decades in the legislature, yeah. Gwinnett County, now with the Georgia chapter of Americans for Prosperity, Senate Bill 233. For those of you tracking at home, education savings accounts we've been discussing here. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 